Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Man and Candace podcast, my friends. This morning, this evening, this afternoon, this night, I'm going to bring you a brand new episode about hypergamy. I know that was a mouthful, so let's say it again. Hypergamy. Hypergamy. And like, what is hypergamy? It's the idea that you're going to date up financially as a woman and to level up your life um, financially by dating. Um, basically, it's gold digging at its finest terms. It's gold digging. Um, I'm going to tell you like everything wrong with it and everything. And like, I'm pretty much red pilled as a woman. I will admit that. I think that. Well, I'm going to tell you first now what I think about women's standards today, including my own. That six foot, six figures, six inches type of ideal man. Just There's not enough to go around for every woman that wants it. And there's more than enough of us that want that six figures, six inch, and six foot man. So I am going to speak, speak from experience, but before I get into that, hop onto the links in the description below. Follow me on Instagram at MDMAQ and at Manic Candice. Today we're going to try something different, and we're not going to have music. I'm trying to get monetized. It's season nine. I got my coffee. I got my elf bar. I got my vape. And... Yeah, let's get into it. Hypergamy is the practice of dating up and marrying up financially. So let's say I'm a woman that makes $50,000 a year, for example, and I want to elevate my financial status a notch. So I'm going to date someone at least making twice as much as what I'm making. So that's going to bring me up another $50,000 if we're together. And married. The the key thing is you have to be married. Now the problem is. You have women seeking men just for their money. That's a problem. Um, I, I will admit that I've dated with my pockets first. I Well I, at least I've. I've tried. I've never seriously dated anyone with money. But I've tried. Um, I've got never gotten past a couple dates because I because it because to be honest, it's like most of the men that are that established, they're older, and that's why a lot of women didn't reveal, especially because. Let me back up. There was a big part of me that was very angry after my last breakup with Dominique. He was broke. He never bought me anything because he couldn't. He bought my birthday present on a coupon, which I provided, mind you. Like, he, like I've never dated someone so broke, you know? And I had such, so love, so, such low self-esteem that I allowed that relationship to thrive. And go listen to the episode called Revenge Porn to know what I'm talking about by, like, me being so negative (laughs) towards that relationship. 
But there was a big part of me that was angry that I was selling myself short. And then I, and I told myself, I'm like, you deserve more. And I do. I do, I, I do deserve someone that provides for me. But like this idea of hypergamy is like a man should be paying all of your bills while, while you're in the dating phase. I mean, I just think that's inherently ridiculous. I feel like if you can't afford your own rent, why are you in a relationship, man or woman? I, and like, why, I don't know about you, but like the average person isn't, okay, how much is rent? My last apartment, my rent was 2,100 something. If I'm a man and I make on average less than a woman or on average more than a woman, it doesn't matter. If I'm paying that much amount of rent. What makes me think I'm going to, like, have a boyfriend that's going to, like, make twice that amount to cover my rent and his own? And, like, further that, what are the expectations of this man if you're in a relationship? Do you expect him to be faithful? A man, okay, a man, to be honest, ladies, like, a man that can afford two times the rent, his rent and your own and your cell phone bill and your nails and your hair and your makeup, and the dates, going to the restaurants, going out to the museums, blah, 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 nightlife. If he could afford all that, what makes you think that he's going to be 27 to 45 and you're the only one he's dating? See, that's the caveat of all of... All of you can't have it all. You can't have a man that's going to cover all your bills and be faithful. You can't have a faithful man that's going to be able to cover all your bills. And like what I am frustrated with is like we're, we reach a point in society as women that we expect. It's like we went backward. It's like we were at home in the 50s. You know, like not having voting rights, you know, like we didn't have rights to abortion and then all of a sudden we got voting rights and rights to abortion. And then we want a man to still pay for everything. We scream equality and we want a man to pay for everything. I mean, like, I will, I, I'll, I'll sound like an oxymoron myself. I don't want to pay for anything. Shit. But that I know that's going to come with compromises. Is my husband going to cheat? You know? I think about those things. Sorry, guys. I'm in the garage. I'm like, if you heard like a fucking truck or something. I apologize. The fucking ghetto. I'm drinking coffee. I think I broke the scale. Like, I think. (laughs) Side note. I'm on a weight loss journey. I think I broke the scale. It's like going up and down like two pounds. It's going from kilograms to like pounds. And it's just like, I'm. I'm horrified. I'm extremely horrified. But back to hypergamy. I was made fun of because I expressed that I wanted a boyfriend that made more money than me, that made twice as much as money than I did. And I was I was laughed at by my ex people who I used to date, they were laughing at me. Like, people who I was on good terms with, like, they were laughing at me. 
And I thought to myself, I'm like, why are you laughing at me? Because I didn't realize how ridiculous it sounded. It sounds ridiculous to demand money from like men. But like at the same time, I didn't feel like I was in the wrong while I was asking. Like, and now that I kind of am talking about it, there's nothing wrong with a woman wanting a man to provide for her. There's nothing wrong with that. What's what I find wrong with it is that if that is your sole purpose in dating is to find someone that's going to elevate your lifestyle and you don't involve like love and compassion and camaraderie between two people and respect, I think that's a problem. Um My dating life, I, 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 I imagine, okay, let me tell you about this guy. This guy I dated, his name was Mikey. Well, he went by Mikey. His name was Michael Cassini. But, like, he has a magazine called Cannabis Cactus. And I saw him as someone who could elevate my income or, like, my lifestyle. And, like, I was actively plotting seduction moves around him like I would make sure that I would give him attention on Instagram or I would text him I would make sure that I would get really pretty around him that if he invited me somewhere that I would go and he had a few employees so I never really knew how much money he had but I knew he had some type of money to be producing a magazine that was free so like I intentionally pursued him knowing that he had money and that wasn't right I mean because at the end of the day like my heart wasn't in it I wasn't attracted to him sexually and like I feel like if I were in that relationship it would just be all about sex and like what I could do and like what I could cook does that make sense like I I'm hitting the elf bar, by the way. I can see where it was wrong of me to to pursue someone because he did have feelings for me. I feel bad. I feel really bad because, like, there was, like, one time I kissed him out of pity. And, like, I didn't want to kiss him, but I kissed him because I'm like, he took you to Steakhouse, to Steak 44, it's a steakhouse in Scottsdale. It's not, it's like number, it's like number six out of all the steakhouses. Like, it's not, I mean, like, and he, side note, here's my beef, here's my bone. If your man is taking you to Ruth's Chris, to Maestro's, to Fogo de Chow, he hates you. He hates you. Especially if he takes you there on Valentine's Day or Christmas. He hates you. I don't, don't, don't ask me for evidence on that because I don't know. It's just facts of life. He hates you. (laughs) I am insufferable. Sorry. What are you guys going to do with me, huh? I really hope that this monetization shit works. Because it's kind of like my last hope. Side note, side note. I don't know what to do. I want to FMLA leave right now. 
And like once I go back to work, it's like I readjusted my meds, right? I'm no longer on Vralar, which means I'm no longer restless, which means I'm no, no longer having suicidal thoughts. Not to say that restlessness causes causes suicidal thoughts, but that was another side effect of the Vralar, unfortunately. But I fixed it. I pivoted my, under my doctor's direction. We stopped the Vralar and we're here now. And we're fine and we're happy and we're stable and we like it. Um, I'm on a mood stabilizer, by the way. <laughs> it's called Lamotrigine. I like it. It's It feels like I'm at home. I like this feeling. And I appreciate it. Like, don't take your mood for granted. If it's stable throughout the day, that is a blessing. Seriously. I like, oh, oh, oh. I forgot where I was going, but it's getting gloomy out in Phoenix. <laughs> oh, I don't know if a job is like right for me. And this is okay. So I had a conversation with my mom because my mom is going to sell the house, right? She's just, she's going to prepare to sell the house. So she's trying to like make a hypothetical timeline in her, in her head of like how long I'm going to live with her. So I told her, give me a year so I can pay off my car. So, um, I'm paying off my car and she goes, are you going to stay longer than a year? And I'm like, I don't know. No one's marrying me. And like, it clicked. I'm just like, I still had this like mentality that a captain is going to save me or something like a Prince Charming is going to save me. And like, that's the root of the hypergamy um fallacy fallacy means like false argument but like or falseness false truth a lie so a facade an illusion so there's no such thing as like a prince charming that's gonna come and swoop down and like give me money like that's just not gonna happen and like if the faster i can get my brain to recognize that the better I'm looking for love in all the wrong places. Back to Mikey Cassini. Michael Cassini. We did a line of coke together. And like the, like I appreciated him a lot more. And I, I, to this day, I have regrets. There's a lot of regrets that I have about guys that like me that I didn't give the time of day. I'm going to be the I'm going to be honest. Like I could be happily married right now to a man that's that would provide for me, but like he's too fat or he's um I don't know, to my limited knowledge not in my league for some reason or like not experienced enough or like not tough enough. Like there's so many dumb reasons why I've rejected men in my life. So many dumb reasons, so many shallow reasons, and society is shallow, and I'm part of society. The end goal of hypergamy is to pass that generation, like establish generational wealth for your children. So, like a lot of women, this is where I learned word hypergamy from. 
I learned it from YouTube. So the idea of marrying up in life, marrying someone financially um, higher than you in a different tax bracket, I, I should say, that idea came from black women on YouTube, at least to me. There wasn't really a movement of like white women marrying up because that's what they do. White women practice hypergamy naturally, I feel like. And it makes sense. Why would you want to date someone that can't provide for you? And like, I, at the same time, I want feminism, but you can't have these things exist at the same time. Like, if you want a man to provide for you, it's very hard for you to respect each other equally. At least in my eyes. I don't know why it's difficult. It's just difficult. I think over time, hypergamy has been confused with prostitution. And I feel like hypergamy has been misused. Um, I feel like the idea has been lost. The translation has been lost into it, what it really means. Like I've been explaining, it means that you're dating up financially. That's what hypergamy means. So you can reap benefits like gifts and be have your bills paid for, have your like nails. And it's very shallow. And that's the problem with it is that it's very shallow. And another problem with it is that it's misused. A lot of women are getting in relationships with like men who have lucrative businesses, whether they're illegal or not. They're getting into these relationships and they're glamorizing a lifestyle of weaves, of handbags, of nails, of makeup, of photo shoots, of designer clothes. And, like, it's low-key prostitution. It's, like, if there's no love involved and it's all, like, it's all it's all transactional. And I think that's what's happened with dating. I think that's why men can't get... If men don't look the rich part, they're not going to get a match back on Tinder. They're not going to get a girl's number unless they got that... Mer- like, right now, it's, like... Women are just searching for the bag. Whether it's on OnlyFans, TikTok, 9 to 5, or through a man. I think that's why dating is so fucked up. It's just because the end goal is to, like, extract money. And, like, the mindset, it's hard to get out of that mindset. I will admit, I'm still in that mindset of, like... What can he give me type thing instead of like wanting to provide a relationship? Because like I'm so jaded. I'm so jaded. I'm like, fuck a relationship. Fuck feelings. Like, fuck trying to get to know someone if it's going to end. Like, fuck trying to like give someone my deepest secrets. Fuck it. Fuck, 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 fuck all of it. Fuck, 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 fuck all of it. Like, I don't want... To go on dates. Like, I'm so jaded, you guys. Like, I'm so, like... I had a thought a few milliseconds ago. If I'm going to re-download Tinder. And then I was like, no. No, I'm not dating while I'm living with my mother. No. That's what's not going to happen.
excuse me, but I'd be lying if I wasn't going to say that I wish that some dude would come and like, that I, that I would like date someone, you know what I mean? What do I mean by that? I'm like, my hope is to not move out into an apartment in a year's time, in two years time when I'm done paying off my car. I don't want to like move into a studio by myself. I don't want to move into an apartment by myself. Like, I want to be with someone. But I want to be with someone who has money. And I can take, like, like, and, like, I know the big elephant in the room is, like, Candace, what about your own money? Um, I, yeah, um, that's for me to save. And, like, that's the problem with me. It's, like, that's my exit plan. The last episode, or the last couple episodes, I talked about why I'm not wife material. It's one of the reasons why it's, I'll always have an exit plan. That's This is part of my exit plan, like not spending my own money. You guys were doing really well. I've never thought we would make it without the music. But we're making it. <laughs> We're making it. I think it's cool that... The, okay, so side note. The other night, Kanye West came out and said that he was jealous of the way the Jews did business, the way they conduct their family, of their family values. He was jealous. He basically said, I'm jealous of the Jews. Um, and it was like... It was like a humble rant. I don't know if he apologized. I didn't catch it if he did, but it was a humble rant, I will say. I think Kanye West is one of the greatest geniuses, creative geniuses of our time. It just so happens that he had a platform. There's a lot of other creative geniuses that don't have a large audience. Doesn't mean they're not great, but Kanye is one of them. And I'm happy that he's not so cancelable as we thought. You know, they took his bank account. They took $2 billion from him in a day, but he's still influential. You know? I think that's cool. I thought hypergamy was a good thing until I felt like I was, like, whoring myself out. Like, I felt like I couldn't stand going on dates with Michael. I couldn't stand it. Even though I knew he had money, even though I knew he had, like, he could buy me things and stuff. It's like a lot of these guys that I tried to date with money, I never got anywhere because they have problems with money. They have like, even though they have a lot of it, it's like they have a divorce under their belts. They have like they're paying alimony or something like that. Or they are a gambler. There's two guys that I really wanted to date that I really, really wanted to date, but they're gamblers. It's like, I don't understand gambling. I don't understand it. I, if it's the number one addiction in America, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? I just, I have an addictive personality and we all know that. And it's just like, I'm not touching gambling. I've, I've gambled one time and I lost, 
I lost $20 and that was enough for me. It was in Vegas. I was like, fuck it. I've never gambled before. I might as well gamble while I'm in Vegas. So I gambled $20 that someone else gave me and I lost it. Lost it in like a couple seconds. Like you put it in the slot and then someone always has to say, scared money don't make no money. Scared money don't make no money. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. Like, I want to play like Russian roulette. Like I have my favorite numbers are 4 and 24 or, or any variation of that. And like, I would just bet my numbers and I would totally win. So but, like, if I win, then I'm going to get hooked on gambling, which is something I don't want. You guys, I thought to myself, what am I going to do when the federal government bans elf bars? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to run around like a nut. So, I'm caught in this in-between of wanting a rich man... And wanting a man to love me. I can't have both. I can't have both. So let's travel down the first road. I marry a rich man. I marry a rich man. I can get off my mom's cell phone plan. Okay. I'm going to have sex with someone that's probably ugly. Okay. Okay. That's going to make me want to have sex with someone else. Okay. So there's going to be that aspect of can we have an open relationship type thing. But I don't like open relationships. I think they're trash. I think they don't work. So there's that. If I marry a man that doesn't have money and like loves me though. I'm probably going to be paying half the bills which is not ideal. I don't want to pay for anything. Does that make me does that make me a communist? Like or does that make me hypergamous? Hypergamous. There's this um dating coach that has passed away named Kevin Samuels. And one thing I learned from him. Is that if I'm going to demand such things, I'm going to have to fit the part. Which means I'm going to have to be in shape. I'm going to have to look right all the time. I'm going to have to act right. Act feminine. Because that's what supposedly the guys with money are looking for. Is that true? What type of money am I talking? Like... I don't know, like, you have to make at least $150,000 for the both of us to live comfortably. And that has to go up every year. That's my number. And how I arrived at that number is because my mom makes around that much money and, like, she's able to provide for me. But if I want to add my salary in there, then you're going to have to make, like, $225,000. And it's just like, what makes me so high maintenance? Let's go through it. My Lush product, I have three products that go on my hair. They cost like $125 for all three every two weeks. My makeup is expensive. 
My foundation's like $58. My Charlotte Tilbury powder is like $38. My mascara is $32. And I need those replaced every so often. I need my nails done, which is like $100. With my toes, with the tips, so it's like $120. That's every two weeks. I like to go shopping every Friday to H&M and Lush at least. Sometimes I break things like my charger, so that's like a hundred bucks. Like I broke my laptop charger, so that's a hundred dollars. Like I have to pay car registration coming up, so that's like four hundred dollars. Like I could use my money for things, but I don't want to. And that's another thing about me is that like I'm selfish. Is that bad though? Is that bad if I'm gonna play the wife role? Like what's what's the trade off for the man? He's gonna get sex every day? I mean, come on. That sounds like a good trade-off to me. But is that prostitution? If you're not married? It's just like, where's the balance? I'm not here to demonize anyone who's dating someone for their money. But, like, are you happy? And, like, if you're not happy, how do you... How do you... Do you deal, do you, do you even deal with feelings of uh, dissatisfaction within yourself or within your life? I mean, when I, I thought, I thought I could be the heartless one and date Michael and like be like, <laughs> I have his money, but I couldn't, I couldn't kiss him. I couldn't hug him. I couldn't hold his hand in public knowing that I was faking it because it felt icky. It just felt icky. Wasn't right. And like and like that's another thing too. It's like I don't like lying. I don't like putting on a show. It's I don't like doing that. And it's just like when I was with when I was with Michael a little bit, that's what I was doing. Michael, if you're listening, I apologize, but like I was dating you for your money and like well I was trying to date you for your money and it didn't work out. You were I was twenty four and I was dumb. Well, not really, but, like, I was 24 and experimenting. This is Candace with the Man and Candace podcast talking about hypergamy, why I failed it, <laughs> and why I'll continue to take aspects from it, but it's not my main goal. So a part of me that was a gold digger has died because I'm realistic. I I know that not a lot of men make that much money. I mean, not... There's not a lot of men to not a lot of single men to go around that make that much money, that are attractive, that are good in bed, that are taller than me, that and that are willing to provide. There's like probably like two men in my area, in my local area. And I'll probably never meet them. That's the other thing too. It's like you gotta be available to these men. It's your girl Candace with another episode of the Man at Candace podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Whatever you're listening, I bid you adieu. Bye.